Thanks for listening to KYUK. I'm Emily Schwing, and this is Field Notes. This week, we're headed to Tuxuk Bay with reporter Evan Erickson, who attended that village's Blackberry Festival over the weekend. This festival has been going on for more than two decades, but it's about more than just berries. There's a showcase of bands in the region, and this year, a cross-country race. Evan, hello. Tell me how things were in Tuxuk Bay. Hey, Emily. Uh, it was an adventure from the start. KYUK's multimedia director, Gabby Salgado, and I caught a ride from the airport in blowing rain, and we headed to the Nelson Island School where we stayed for the weekend, and honestly, the weather was so bad that everyone at the school was surprised to see us because they didn't think any flights were coming in from Bethel. But we made it, and we actually stumbled into the awards ceremony for a cross-country meet that had just finished. And in first place, we have Chikuchin, Nick Chikuchin. All right, Chikuchin. Good job. Okay, let me see those ribbons, boys. Survived the hill. I love it. I'm supposed to see that one. I'm supposed to see it. Good job, boys. Well done. All right, good job, you guys. Students came from three different villages to run up the giant hill that serves as the backdrop for Tuxuk Bay. Uh, the kids raced even despite the storm, and one of them happened to be KYUK's former intern, Katya Carl from Quigilino. The, the one that I was, the hill run was, wasn't good for me because I was, I almost blew away. <laughs> and it was a fun experience, but scary at the same time. Oh, wow. I know that hill you're talking about, Evan. That is one steep climb and in the rain. But weren't you there to cover a Blackberry Festival? Did that stormy weather have any impact on those events? Well, it was storming all weekend, so there definitely wasn't any berry picking going on in all that rain, but it did not seem to dampen the mood too much. In part, that was helped by live music and dancing and raffles that took place in the school gymnasium late into the night. Um, I spent some time before the festival chatting with Robert Pitka. He was among the first children born in Tuxuk Bay. He was born in the summer of 1964, and that's the year the village was actually established. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, tell me about that. I know that the villages on Nelson Island are really special, but I really don't know a whole lot about that history. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing. In 1964, a group of people from the village of Nightmute decided to relocate 14 miles west to the Bering Sea coast and create a permanent settlement. And there was the year people start moving their little homes, houses, with uh, 55-gallon drum rolls underneath the little house and float them over here. There's even pictures of li- tiny homes, right, in a sled pulled by dock teams. Evan, I have met and interviewed Robert Pitka before, but he has never told me this story. Yeah, now he's, for the last five years, he's been the tribal administrator for the traditional council in Tuxuk Bay. He seems to really enjoy his job, too. Um, He obviously can't remember things from when he was a year old, but he says there are elders living today who played key roles in the village's founding, and he knows the story well. The main reason, I believe, was because there was a hardship involved during spring season, where from night meet, you know, when everything's thawing out, it's seal hunting season, it's fishing season, they still need to get to their fish camp in Umkumit. Um, 
And the hardship part was using dock teams when everything is melting or waiting longer time. So I, I basically learned that the creation of Tuxuk Bay in 64 was just really a means of getting people closer to their traditional subsistence hunting grounds. Now they've got this official trail that was funded by the federal government and they use these plastic blocks called geoblocking to keep four-wheelers and vehicles from tearing up the tundra and it actually currently connects the connects the villages of Tuxuk Bay and Nightmute and Tanunik. So, Evan, it sounds like Robert Pitka had a lot going on during this festival. Yeah, not only is Pitka the, the key tribal leader um, there, he's also a guitar lover. And his band Tundra Mix played at the Blackberry Festival this year. And how did they sound? Uh, well, let's just say that Pitka still has it. Uh, Tundra Mix went on in the school gymnasium at midnight to more than 100 people. And uh, he sang the hits and laid down some really buttery solos. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm super interested in rural Alaska music. Um, And Pitka shared something, a gem with me that I found really fascinating. Um, Alaska's boarding schools are controversial. And in recent years, a lot of terrible stories have come from their legacy. But uh, Pitka said that the St. Mary's Mission Boarding School on the Yukon River actually played a major role in the arrival of live rock and roll and country music in Tuxuk Bay. St. Mary's was where, you know, band members started. And they came home to Tuxuk having their own band group. So that's where they learned to play as a band group. And they brought those stuff home with them. And they had their own equipment. And that's where... Um, the first band group started, whom we've known as Ivory Band. They're separated today, but the younger band groups started forming. We used to borrow their equipment just to experience how it's played. We were playing 1970s rock and roll, 1980s rock and roll. Like that song, I can fly like a Superman. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's so fun to picture Robert Pitka back then. His current band, Tundra Mix, really represents the old timers of the music scene at this point. And it was awesome to see them play with bands that were invited out to the festival, which they do every year. Um, Some of the people who played this year were still in high school. So he had a large range of ages. Uh, This year they had four bands. They had a band called Pilot Bread from Anchorage. Northern Lights came in from Napakiak, and the Kulamute Tundra Band flew in from Atmautluk. It was awesome to see the youngest band, a Kulamute Tundra Band, fill up the dance floor, aka the basketball court. <laughs> so you have young people playing the oldies. I didn't know teenagers would be willing to do that. Yeah, they play all sorts of stuff, but uh, they were catering to the crowd that was there, and and. Being there for six hours of music definitely filled a live music void that I've been experiencing lately. And But I should note that the, the Blackberry Festival has a reputation for being a lot more than just three consecutive nights of live music and raffles in the school gymnasium. I mean, yeah, so you said you arrived in the middle of a storm, right? Yeah, um, nobody was keen on picking berries and blowing rain on Saturday when we arrived. But when the festival started up around 20 years ago, they had a whole bunch of different things going on. I caught up with one of the founders right before flying out. Her name is Florence Turchik, 
And she was a suicide prevention coordinator in the early 2000s. And she said the original aim of the festival was to bring the community together in an annual Labor Day weekend celebration and just be a positive community event. Yeah, and you actually you, you actually may hear some, some traditional Yurok in the background of this tape here. There was a lot of activities when we first started. There were activities like a, a canoeing contest, a canoe racing. It happened in the bay. Also, blackberry picking contests, custard contests, a gudak eating contest, gudak contest, yipik jeopardy. So, Evan, tell me, why is this festival called the Blackberry Festival? Well, that's what I kept asking people the whole time I was there because there are a bunch of different berries in abundance. They have salmon berries everywhere and all the familiar tundra berries. But Florence told me that it was just, just really the timing of the festival. When the blackberries come out, so do a lot of people in the region. Well, Evan, that sounds like so much fun. I really hope I someday get the chance to check out the Blackberry Festival. Thank you so much for joining me. Evan Erickson is a reporter here at KYUK, and this has been Field Notes. Thanks for listening. I'm Emily Schwing.